pricing your art. Hi, it's Matei, and this is Surviving Art. You'll hear people tell you about different techniques, about pricing your art, but usually these are artists who mostly do one thing, and what works for a classical portrait painter doesn't necessarily fit someone working with photo or video works. You can't really charge by the square centimeter or inch for video, and charging by the minute quite frankly questions the whole concept of what it means to make art opposed to craft. So, in the hopes of giving advice that could help as many of us as possible, let's talk pricing. Number 1. Pricing by the hour. A popular practice is setting an expected hourly wage and calculating how much time you spend on making the work. Classical, but archaic. This option may be good for the classical portraitist or any realistic style painting or sculpting or similar practices. It reflects the labor-intensive work of creating realistic depictions and communicates the sheer number of work hours that one puts into making a portrait like this. But for someone who makes abstract paintings that take a day or sometimes only a few hours to complete, this isn't really a realistic approach. Though you could brag that your hourly wage is 400 euro plus, just don't tell anyone how many hours there really are in a workday or year for that matter. You don't just base the price of a Rothko on the number of man-hours he and his assistant put into one of his works, and you don't compare him to Raphael or Titian either. This option is also interesting for anyone making complex works of art, like installations, video work and similar. If it's labor-intensive, you could set an expected hourly price. But keep in mind that you will have to give a quote when doing commissions, and don't expect that people will just let you work for 100 hours on a project that could have taken half a day to complete, because you spend half of the time thinking outside of the box. Number 2. Pricing by square centimeter or inch. Similar than by the hour, pricing by size of the art is an option. In both cases, I would recommend taking a day or two and going to some private galleries and checking the prices and backgrounds of other artists, placed similar to your current position. Or just go online. But, going into a gallery and being the customer for once, and really trying out what it looks like to be sold an artwork, is a really valuable experience. Also, don't aim too high or too low. You wouldn't buy the newest iPhone for 50 euro and not be questioning what's wrong with it, but you wouldn't give 2000 euro for one either. Again, Try to find a base point from which to make your calculations or just reverse engineer other similar artists' prices by any of the methods to get your starting price. And don't sell yourself short. You're not IKEA, so please don't make a business plan based on quantity with minimal earnings. The problem with pricing by size, though, is the large inequality with earnings when comparing smaller pieces to big ones. I recommend with both pricing by the hour or by size, keeping in mind a nominal fee, like a studio fee or some base number, to which then you add the calculated value of the particular work. This is especially good for smaller works, where if you would use, let's say, a price of 10 cents 
for a square centimeter of your work, a 100 times 70 centimeter sized painting would cost 700 euro. That's 100 centimeters times 70 centimeters times 0.1 euro. If you deduct expenses for materials like colors and canvases, you're left with at least 600 euro, if not more depending on what the prices for materials are in your country and how much you loathe no brand acrylic colors or cotton canvases. Uh, and 700 euro or 600 net is a solid price for anybody starting out anywhere in the world, but a 20 times 20 centimeter painting would cost 40 euro. That's not 400, it's 40 euro. And if you deduct expenses, you're probably left with a small existential crisis. But if you add a nominal fee to every work, let's say 50 euro or 100 euro of a studio fee, the price of the larger work won't change drastically, but smaller works won't be worth less than a soy vanilla latte at Costa. Number three, pricing by project. You can just estimate the price of any project as a whole, though good luck with consistency. You will have trouble making changes to the price when commission expectations change. For example, the initial canvas size of 100 times 70 centimeters is changed to 50 times 70 on the last meeting, and they want a new price quote on the spot. You'll probably go too low, as it's hard making changes that still keep in mind every expense while letting you earn enough to make it worth your time and effort. So I highly recommend that you have an internal pricing scheme that you don't reveal to your customer based on method 1 or 2. Not because you're a horrible person ripping them off, of course, but because, let's face it, nobody buys art because their favorite artist, that's you, wants to hear him or her explain the same pricing scheme as the plumber that came to fix the toilet last week. Nothing against the respectable important profession of plumbers, just making a point of distinction. Having an internal plan that you can take a look at any time you need to quote a price lets you stay consistent but I recommend using full amounts when quoting the base price, rather than estimates. Number four, don't forget the expenses. Really, don't. Don't forget to calculate every single expense you have with your work. You're not a charity, so don't act like Liquitax heavy bodies grow on trees. But don't expect to get a full reimbursement for a 200ml paint tube because you made a 2x2cm large dot on your painting with that particular color either. Be fair to yourself and to whoever is your customer, otherwise you'll just end up disappointed with how they're not paying nearly enough for your work or they'll think you're ripping them off unless you're using the best linen canvases and highest quality pigments, a 150 euro quote on material cost for a 40 times 40 centimeter acrylic painted canvas is about in the rip-off ballpark in my honest opinion. A tip, try not to incorporate expenses into the total amount, rather give them the quote for your work plus expenses. This will be a lifesaver and will eliminate any complications due to more materials used or actual changes in the materials used. People are more comfortable with a higher price due to extra material costs when the base price for your work stays the same. Then with one large amount that just gets bigger and bigger over time because they now want gold leaves on their portrait of their auntie. Tip number five, consistency of pricing. 
I also recommend you make a list on your phone or, if you're into such kinky things, analog with your actual pen and paper, and put down how much different materials you use cost, like the price of different canvas sizes, or a kilogram of clay or plaster, a block of marble, etc. So when confronted with the question of how much, on a meeting with a potential client, you can just take out your phone and get the price estimate by a few steps of multiplication, and give them the full price, so your price plus expenses, thus making your communication more professional and less, uh, I don't know, maybe like 200 euro or thereabout, is, is that okay with you? Have fixed prices, and don't do discounts. You don't go to Apple and ask for 20 off just because you're a patron of iPhones, and it's also better to haggle over a full price than being immediately confronted with 30 off. You wouldn't trust 50 off seafood, so what makes you think they would a 500 euro sculpture with the same discount? Tip number six, giving a receipt and paying taxes. I am more than aware of how hard it is to sell anything at all, so why on earth would anyone bother with taxation, right? Wrong. I will tell you that I do not trust my weather app, nor do I trust my watch, it's a self-winding mechanism that needs an overhaul, but I know for a fact that the taxman or lady will come for you if you keep making stupid decisions like tax evasion. Maybe not for tenor, but when you start to see sales rise, believe me, some automated bank bot will too. Be fair. I live in a country with far from optimal tax laws, but the peace of mind from knowing my accounting is in order is worth a lot. My 15-year-old punk me is probably questioning his life choices, but that's what you get. Do a bit of research, ask people who maybe pick and sell mushrooms, the legal ones of course, or berries, or someone who does babysitting. Usually there are always good options or even untaxed smaller amounts that one can earn every month. For example, Austria has the Honorarnote, about 480 euro per month, that any citizen can earn without having to be taxed a cent, or even declare that they've earned anything. You do have to make a receipt and follow some guidelines on what you can and can't do though, and I am sure you can find some form of way to legally earn your commissions when they are not yet steady income. Because let's face it, if you're getting more than 1000 euro per month, you will need to create some form of legal business entity anyway. Tip number 7. Having warranty or some promise concerning long-term quality. This will probably surprise no one, but warranty is important. Like, really important. You don't pay the extra 70 euro for that extended warranty for nothing, and when you buy a camera for 500 euro, if it turns out the shutter isn't working properly, you don't just accept your curse of bad luck, but instead take it to the store and demand a replacement, or for them to fix the problem. Do the same with your art. Watercolors can fade, charcoal can get smudged if you don't use a good fixative or miss a spot, and sculptures can crack either by the fault of the owner or your own. These are things to consider before closing the deal. Make a certificate of authenticity, some document stating that this is an original piece you made, and add to that document a line or two concerned with some form of warranty. One of mine that I use for my collages made with sublimated prints reads, 
The highest standard of quality is my guarantee. If anything may happen to the work due to improper production or damage from mistreatment, accidental damage or natural causes, water damage, sunlight damage, similar, please contact me to arrange restoration of the artwork. I would never decline a restoration of my artwork, but would take care in finding out what the cause of the problem really was. If it was the owner who poured a gallon of coffee on the photos, I would give them a fair price, covering all of my expenses and my time to fix the work for them. But if any of the photos started to peel off, I would repair the work for free, as this fault is on my end. So, to recap, Pricing is a tricky topic in art. You can't just decide on a whim how much you'd like to get for your work, as the people selling coffee can just make up prices. Though it's much looser in our business and thus easier to misprice your work. You can't objectively put a price on creativity, but you can definitely find the exact cost of materials and an estimate of how much time you spent on your work. Maybe you already spend tens of thousands on college tuition. And a good option is to make a plan of how you will be getting back that investment. You can add all the money spent and parcel it out over a span of 2 or 5 or even 10 years. Add to that living expenses and whatever hobbies you dream of having while working 25 hours as an artist and see how much you need to earn based on an estimate of how many works you plan on making and selling and see how that matches other similar artists to you. Here it's quite good to remember that probably not many others do price their works according to such a plan. So if you're off quite a bit when comparing yourself to them, keep this in mind. It's quite possible you're on the right track and they're just shooting in the dark. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Surviving Art.